Good evening, brothers and sisters. I want to thank the elders for allowing me to share a testimony with you and a few thoughts from the Word of God. Let's pray. Father, we bow in your presence and we hail you as the God who is, was, and is to come, the eternal God who is our refuge. We thank you for this evening, Lord. And as we come together, we thank you that we can come into your presence where we can feel comfortable because we worship you and we're not worshiping idols. And God, we pray you would bless your words to our hearts as we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. It's too low. I'm Daniel Simpson and I'm from Jamaica. The land where Bolt, Usain Bolt, come from. Fastest man on the planet. And I am a Christian. I'm born again. I was growing up in a Christian home. So I didn't taste the ravages of sin. And I grew up thinking that I was good enough. Because growing up in a Christian home, we had to go to Sunday school, had to go to church, and we have devotions at least once per week, and on Saturday morning. I didn't enjoy devotion then, but now I know the importance of that. Growing up in a Christian home, we had to read the Bible, God's Word. And the fact of the matter is, most of the verse, verses that I know now is what I knew then. One day, I went, went to live in Kingston. And although I thought I was saved, hearing the gospel for the first time in that way, it was Tom Skinner who preached. And I couldn't understand how comes I never heard it this way. And he told us to stand and I stood and I went forward and gave my life to the Lord. I grew up at Galilee Gospel Hall hearing the word of the Lord. And I never looked back. It's almost 50 years now. Yes, I'm that old. I'm in full-time work for the past 
40 years. Yes? And God has never failed me. All my struggles, yes, I have some struggles. But Jesus never failed. Never. And I want to tell you that in my life, I've had disappointments. I've failed God, but he never failed me. And I am so glad that I was growing up in a Christian home. And growing up in a Christian home is a heritage. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pleasure. It's a privilege. So, that foundation, that early foundation, grounded me in the Word of God. I think I have the gift of evangelist and I think I have the gift of child evangelism evangel- being a child evangelist and I do visiting in my church and I do preaching and I book speakers and I I go over country areas, rural areas and preach where they are not so fortunate like us in Kingston and I have been doing that for the past 35 years. Well, I'm not young again. So I don't, I can't do it so often again. But allow me to share with you some thoughts, the word of God. Turn with me please to Jeremiah chapter 9 verses 23 and 24 trust that you have all found it Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory or boast in his wisdom, stroke education. Neither let the mighty man glory in his strength, in his might, stroke strength. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But watch this now. Let him that glorieth Glory in this, that he understandeth, and that he knoweth me, that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, said the Lord. You didn't tell me how much time do I have? Okay, thank you. Now, I'd like to give you three W's. The first one is word. And this is what God says in his word. Worth. 
who God is and works what God does. And if we take it that way, I suppose we can learn a little about who God is, what he has says in his word, and what he has done. Taking the first one, the word, the Bible, God's word, the Bible. Yes, it's what God says. So, we're not going to tell you anything that you don't know. The Bible is divided into two parts. Old and New Testament. The word testament, or testament as some pronounce it, means a covenant or an agreement. So, the Old Testament is divided into five parts. Pentateuch or Pentateuch, depending on whether you pronounce it, pronounce it English or American. History, well, Pentateuch take in, takes in from Genesis to Deuteronomy. And history takes in from Joshua to Esther. Poetry takes in from Job to Songs of Solomon. Major prophets takes in from Isaiah to Daniel. And minor prophets from Hosea to Malachi. And in those books, God has spoken. And God is speaking. The Old Testament as it is called testament an agreement. It's an agreement with God and Israel centered around the commandments, Sinai, sacrifices, and Moses. On the other hand, the New Testament is an agreement between God and the church centered around Jesus, the cross, Yes? And grace. Now, I want you to understand this. The commandments was instituted to show or to reveal God's holiness and God's, no, the sinfulness of man. The holiness of God, the sinfulness of man. And the need for grace. Because nobody can keep the law. 
in its entirety. You see, the law, the law, the law says you must be perfect. And nobody, but nobody can, re, can, can come up to that standard. So then, when we come to the New Testament, you will never find the phrase, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. All the commandments, they are transferred to the New Testament, except, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You see, our memorial is the breaking of bread. This do in remembrance of me. So, brothers and sisters, we want you to understand that. The commandments was never given to the church. It's an Israelite thing. And it's a, it, it's, it's a covenant between God and Israel. Now, the New Testament is also divided into five parts. Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. History, that is, Acts of the Apostles. The Epistles of Paul, that is, take, take, takes in Romans, down to Philemon, and general epistles takes in from Hebrews down to Jude and Revelation, the apocalyptic literature. Now, four Gospels. You ever wonder why there are four Gospels and they seem to be saying the same thing? It's not the same thing, you know. They're not saying the same thing. They give, they, they, they give us Jesus from different perspectives. For example, Matthew says that he is the king of the Jews. So he wrote to the king of the, he wrote to the Jews. Yes? Now, you notice that Matthew has a genealogy. And he, he, he stops at Abraham. I began with Abraham. Because that's where the Jewish nation started. Mark, on the other hand, he wrote to the Romans. And he tells us that Jesus is a perfect servant. He didn't have any genealogy because Romans, the, the, the Rome wasn't, never considered um where you come from to be important. They only, know you, they only want to know you can work. So, Mark is the working man's gospel. Now, Luke. Luke was a Gentile and Luke was a doctor and Luke was a historian and he was a journalist. He gives us Jesus from a perfect man point of view. 
He said that Jesus is the perfect man. So he, he took us, our genealogy, way back to Adam because that's where the human race began. Yes? And Luke has more parables than any of the other, other Gospels. When we come to John now, 90% of John is unique. John tells us that Jesus Christ is God. There is no miracles in John's Gospel. The word for miracles is sign. And he used seven signs to prove that Jesus Christ is God. Now, the Gospels have 89 chapters. And four chapters covers cover the, the first 30 years of the life of Jesus. Yes? 85 chapters cover the other three years of Jesus. And 27 out of that 85 chapters cover the last week of the life of Jesus Christ. So, you see where the Holy Spirit put the emphasis. It's on his death, burial, and resurrection. So then we read, Paul speaking, I delivered unto you that which I also received. In 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 1, 2, 3. How that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And how that he was buried. And how that he rose again, according to the scriptures. And the resurrection was what was the message that the early disciples preached. Yes? So, this is where we come in now. Because we are not saved by the life of Christ. We are saved by his death. And that's what God, that's why God puts so much emphasis on it. So, leaving the word now, we go to the word worth. And this is who God is. You know, God has some attributes. Attribute is what is true about anybody. So, if somebody says that you're a loving person, it means that you have an attribute of love. So, God is foremost holy. Holiness is the only attribute that is raised to the third degree. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. The whole earth is full 
his glory. Then people ask, where, 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 where God comes from? God comes from nowhere. He is self-existent. There was never a time when God didn't exist. He is eternal, immortal, invisible. The only wise God. God is omnipotent, meaning the, the, the word omnipotent is two words. Omni, all, potent, power. So God is all powerful. And then comes omnipresent, same thing. Omni, all, present, everywhere. At the same time. And God is omniscient. That is a, is a science mean knowledge. And omni means all. So God knows everything there is to know. God cannot not know. There is no deficiency in God. God is. Jehovah, meaning he is the same yesterday, today and forever. He is the I am that I am. Holiness is a hallmark of the God whom we serve. And he says, be holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. Now, God has some names. I have to, I have to be rushing it to, for for time is against me. God is what we call Jehovah Jireh, meaning God will provide. God is Jehovah Shammah. Meaning, the God who is there. God is Jehovah Shalom. Meaning, the God of peace. God is Jehovah Rapha. Meaning, the God who heals. God is Jehovah El Roy. Roy spelled with the R-O-I. Meaning, thou God seest me. God is Jehovah Rohi. Meaning, the Lord is my shepherd. But look at this now. God is Jehovah Nisi. Meaning, God is our banner. He's our protector. God is Jehovah Sidkenu. Meaning, God our righteousness. We have no righteousness of our own. And God has different names. And each name he bears is 
a blessing he shares. So God is Jehovah Mekemdesh. Meaning, he's the one who sanctifies us. He's the one who sets us up, sets us apart. So let's, let, let, let's, let's go on now to the next one. The works. So if, if you want to know God, know him in his attributes. Know him in his works and his word. The Lord God magnifies his word above his name. Did you know that? Yes. So the works. Abundant miracles. Abundant in miracles. And that's the work. So the psalmist says in Psalm 150. Let's, let's, let's turn to that. Psalm 150 and verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his holiness. Praise him in his mighty acts. The word mighty acts is what I want to think of. Miracles abound where God is. Every day is a miracle. The fact that you're here is a miracle. You never had to be here. Many people didn't make it here. Many people didn't make it this morning. So the fact that you're here is a miracle. Life is a miracle. Yes? There are many people today who wish they have what you have. Praise God for his mighty acts. I like to think. Bear with me now. Go back to Exodus. When the children of Israel, they left Egypt. They came to the Red Sea. That mustard body of water. The people were scared. They looked behind them and Pharaoh with all the might of Egypt was coming. In all his fury. Right before them the Red Sea. Around them was bushes. What are they going to do? They can't turn back. They can't go forward. They can't run in the bushes. But when Satan blocked the forward look and backward look and all around you, he cannot block the outlook. So Moses, look up. He said, Moses, what are you going to do? He said, go forward. In the sea. Yeah. 
go forward. Because these Egyptians you see today, you're not going to see them again. And Moses, under the instructions of God, lift up his rod. And that water was divided. And a highway was made through the sea. And the water stood up on both sides. How can water stand up? That's a miracle. Water stood up on either side. And the children of Israel, 2.5 million of them, went through the Red Sea one night. Pharaoh, looking at it, stood there in amazement, said, wow, this is easier than I thought. Go get them, boy. And God was just waiting on, 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 on for him to say that. And God said, lift up your rod, Moses. And Moses did that. And the water came back, swallowed them up. And Moses said, Who is like unto the Lord? Who is like unto you, O God? Glorious in holiness. Fearful in praises. Doing wonders. Yes? The God whom we serve is a miracle working God. And this God is your God. The God of the Bible is your God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is your God. But I would like to rush down to the miracles of miracles. Come with me to the Christmas story. Angel Gabriel visited a little girl named Mary. And she was a teenager. Yes. She was about 16 or 17. Some people feel like she was 14. I don't know. Hail Mary. Thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. And she was there contemplating what kind of a Greetings is this. And the angel said, You're pregnant. Are you going to be pregnant? You're going to have a son. His name shall be called Jesus. How can this be? Because I never slept with a man. Now, I'm going to show you how low the Lord stoop to demonstrate his love for us. Think of how Moses, Joseph, I mean Mary, Mary now going to sell it to Joseph. Jojo, I have good news for you. Say, so what news, Mary? I'm pregnant. Ah, uh, Mary. 
uh-uh, uh-uh. You, you see, you, you, don't, you, you don't see the struggle that he had. Just reading it. You have to see it in the fact that he was thinking of putting her away. Because he loved her. He was thinking of putting her away. And the angel had to come to him. Yeah. And say to him, Moses, Joseph, take back your wife. Take your wife. Marry her. Because that holy thing that shall be born of her shall be called the son of the highest. And that was when Joseph's mind was settled. But, 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 but go to the culture. And imagine now, Joseph had to tell his friends. Guess what? Joseph must have said to one of his friends, the woman who I, who I want to marry, come and tell me that she's pregnant. And, and, and I ask her, who, who is the father? And she, she, she says, God. Wow. Then you believe that more, Joseph? Come on, you believe that? But this was of the Lord. Now, the Muslims say, God didn't have a wife. So he couldn't have a child. He didn't have any son. But look at this now. God makes life in four ways. Yes? One, he makes life without the aid of a woman or the aid of a man as in Adam. Yes? There was no woman or man there when he made Adam. He makes life without the aid of a woman and with the aid of a man as in Eve. Yes, Eve came from the ribs of Adam. The next one is, he makes life with the aid of a woman and a man as in you and me. Yes, we both came from father and mother. But he also makes life with the aid of a woman, without the input of a man, as in, Jesus. You get it? Yes? So, as the angel says to Mary, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing shall be impossible with God. But, but, but I hasten to say this now. One of the greatest miracles In the scriptures. It's for a sinner. To become a saint. Yes. Now. For God to. Do this. A miracle had to happen. Calvary. So. I'm going to ask you a question. Who. Killed Jesus. Some people would say. The Jews. Well. That's not the full truth. 
um, does Pilate? Well, that's not the full truth either. The crowd. They shall crucify him. Mm-hmm. That's not the total truth. It was you and me. Our sins put Jesus on the cross. Well, that's not the full truth either. And here's the greatest miracle now. Who killed Jesus? God. Yes? It pleased the Lord to bruise him for our sins. God was in Christ bringing back the world unto himself. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, whosoever believeth in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. He who knew no sin was made sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. For he made him, he God, made him to be sin. Him, Jesus, yes, that we might be made the righteousness of God. There was a, there's, a, there's a song which says, There's a wonder at sunset at evening. A wonder at sunrise I see. But the wonders of wonders is this. It's a wonder that God loves me. Yes? song says, He didn't wait for me to come to him. But he came to me, clothed himself with frail humanity. He didn't wait for me to call upon him. But he came to me, calling my name. And I'm forever grateful for the cross. The cross was the purpose for Jesus' death. We go way back in Genesis 3 and verse 15. After sin came into the world, God says, the seed of the woman shall bruise the serpent's head. The serpent shall bruise his heel. Yes? So, God laid your sins and my sins upon Jesus. And when Jesus died on the cross, God couldn't look at him. That's why he said, My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? No, imagine now, imagine, imagine, imagine. Jesus never knew what it was to be sinful. He was pure and spotless, undefiled, separate from sinners. He never knew sin. 
neither did sin. And God now put your sins and my sins on him. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Justicement for our peace was put upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Only the Christian religion or belief that has this. So, Jesus says now, I am the way, the truth and the life. Nobody can come to the Father but through me. He says, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name given to men under heaven whereby we can be saved. Without controversy. Without any argument. God was manifested in the flesh. Yes? Seen of angels. Justified by the Spirit. Yes? Believed on by the Gentiles. Preached unto the world. Received up into heaven. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And there was not anything made that was made. He was in the world. And the world was made by Him. And the world didn't know Him. He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them He gave the right, the pleasure to become children of God. Even to them that believe on his name. And watch this now. The word became flesh. Tabernacle among us. And John says we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten father full of grace and truth. Grace upon grace. So we are saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. God put our sins on Jesus and crushed him in our place. So in the Old Testament it was his sacrifices. In the New Testament is Jesus. Hold on to your salvation. It's not cheap. It is free, but it's not cheap. Praise God. My brother. Okay, let's close in prayer. Lord, we come before you again this evening. We thank you for another opportunity to gather together once again in fellowship and be under the sound teaching of your word, Lord. We thank you for your gift of salvation and for all that you've done for us, for your work on the cross. And we're just reminded daily of that and all that we owe to you, Lord. We just bless that we uh, ask for your blessing on this week, Lord, and we pray that uh, in your will we'd come here again next week. In your name we pray. Amen.